0: And we're live. There we go. Alright.
1: Cool. Cool 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 cool
0: cool. Yeah. We're here.
1: What's up, Paul? We,
0: oh, you know, it's it's another it's another week. Another week gone by. I've been watching so much like television stuff. And uh I mean yeah. you'll see I, that I it cut into, into it. it cut into my uh what did you play this week? <laughs> because <laughs> The answer is
1: everything else that is in games, <laughs>
0: essentially. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Hawkeye started up again. So that was one thing that I watched when that came out. And I have to, tonight after this, I have to watch the third
1: episode. Okay. I'm right um, where you are. I haven't watched the third one. I hear the third one is pretty good.
0: Sure. I really enjoy it. Actually, I'm having a good time with the first two episodes so far. Like it's nothing special or crazy, but I really like, uh, I like Kate Bishop as a character I like um, Haley Steinfeld uh, like as a young actress. I think it's a great match and I like her with Cliff or Clint doing um, just like one excited like younger character and one just like beat up just like I'm just sick of this shit. Older character just works well. I like that.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I (laughs) liked how they're kind of playing off each other. I think Clint does a really good or, you know, I think uh, Jeremy Rayner does a really good like I'm so tired of this. I don't. I'm tired. I just like and He (laughs) he has a really good line in. uh, I think it's the second one when he's about to do the LARP where he just says to himself (laughs) real quickly, like you fought Thanos. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He just has to remind himself that he's done like cool shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The play in the first episode is phenomenal. Uh, Rogers, the musical
1: Rogers, the musical. Honestly, I'm surprised that's not a real thing. Yeah, that
0: song is a thing like that full song is on YouTube and I listened to it. it? I was just like, like, yeah, this is this is pretty great. I would watch this. Uh, Um, I I kind of I was hoping kind of that it would be and I just didn't know about it. But yeah, there isn't.
1: should we should quickly say um, for those watching, John is out sick today. Um, Yeah. So best wishes to him. Yeah. But yeah, Yeah. I'm actually surprised uh, that you were into Hawkeye. I thought you weren't going to like it. Uh, I, I think it's actually probably my least, uh, favorite of the four Marvel movies we've had, uh, movies, uh, shows we've had now. Um, but I think it's just because the other, the other ones specifically WandaVision and, uh, Loki had like big mysteries that I was really interested in.
0: Yeah. This one definitely doesn't feel like, well, maybe by the end, because we're still very, very early, but it definitely doesn't feel like there's going to be just like a big, Set up for anything,
1: um, yet apparently. See, episode three <laughs> starts setting some stuff up. My friend of mine was saying,
0: Makes sense. I like this way more than Falcon and Winter Soldier, like, without a doubt, like, way better than that. So, far. I, I like
1: Falcon and Winter Soldier more. If I had to rank him, it'd probably be like Loki, Wanda, Falcon and then this so far, but you're all right. This we're early into this one. I, what I really like is that this is set at Christmas time and it's like, I'm just in a a mood to watch some Christmas media. Like hell yeah. Let's go.
0: Sure. (laughs) Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I am, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm honestly just more excited to see Jeremy Renner and Haley Seinfeld play off each other more because I think their dynamic is fantastic.
1: Yep. Yep. I'm looking forward to more of that. Um, I'm just gonna say because we we just mentioned Christmas um, shows and whatnot. This is the perfect time to mention our next TBP episode. If for those who might be interested in, is our our Christmas special episode, uh, which will be coming out this Monday. Do you want to say what we're gonna be talking about? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Let's. Uh, we each chose a Christmas movie um, that is like either from our past or like signifies Christmas, like an important movie to us in some way. I will say it's been a while since I've seen mine. So I'm excited to revisit it.
1: Um, I was, I watched it today. I had it kind of on in the background while I was working. Oh, okay. And it had also been at least a decade since I had watched it, but you picked jingle all the way. I picked jingle all the way. Yep. And you picked Claus. Klaus, 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 Klaus. Uh, so for those, uh, for any people interested in, in watching stuff beforehand, uh, Jungle All The Way is, you can watch it on YouTube. It is free. Um, and Klaus is also on, is on Netflix. So watch that. And then this Monday we'll have the Christmas episode uh, going up.
0: I'm excited about it because um, I was going to watch them this week and just be like, okay, this weekend we'll talk about it. I'll like get my rewatch it of um one of them and i haven't seen klaus at all so that will be my first time seeing that i love klaus
1: so (laughs) good you are in for you're in for it
0: it's so good and uh so we were gonna do that this week but i was like no i kind of want to have like a day where i just kind of sit and enjoy it so saturday we have plans to like that's the day we're gonna be putting up the christmas decorations put those on like have some hot chocolate that'll be the like this is the christmas day today nice yeah, so that's nice. the plan
1: right now. Um, I'm excited. That's cool. Uh, I wanted to mention my my last weekend because I haven't talked about this on the show yet. So I was down in Southern California for the Thanksgiving weekend. Right. Yeah. And I'd heard beforehand of a store called Franken Sons that is just outside of L.A. Okay. Yeah. Um, specifically, it's in a, a, a city called City of Industry. And for those who have never Mm -hmm. heard of this, and I hadn't heard about it until about a week beforehand. And then I was listening to a podcast. They mentioned this store and I was like, well, you know, I'm going to be somewhat near there. Um, I should go check it out. Picture a Costco, like literally Costco size. Okay. But instead of like groceries and such in there, it is just collectibles and toys. That's crazy. (laughs) It literally looks like a comic convention. Like the, like the,
0: uh, um, like a warehouse or something.
1: Yeah. Sorry. No, uh, like, um, like the, like the market, the, the, oh, part of the comic convention. It basically looks like that. And that, and this is open all year round. Um, oh wow. I didn't know that. Okay. You can go to it whenever you want. I think it's only open a few days a week. Um, but, it, but people buy booths and they sit up there all year round. And, and it's basically like when a convention comes into town and there's, you know, a ton of conventions in LA, they kind of move their stuff to the convention, but this is like their full time thing. Um, right. I think you posted pictures of someone, here. Of yeah, someone in the chat said vendor area. That's exactly what it's called. Yeah. Every second s- stall had Funko pops. I could have done without that, but a lot of Funko pops, every second stall was selling Pokemon cards. Honestly, if there's a thing you can collect, there was a booth for it. Baseball cards, Hot Wheels cars. We we found a horror shop in there. Nice. Um, That was just 80s horror. And we bought a DVD because we're like, let's try and find the like silliest 80s cheesy horror movie that's cheap and we'll buy it and we'll invite some friends over to to watch it. And that's what we're actually going to do this weekend. Okay. We bought. Let me. I want to make sure I get the name of it right. Um, Okay. Okay. It is. It is from 1989. It is called Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Okay. (laughs) Um. That was. It was like eight dollars on DVD, and we're like, "This sounds ridiculous. Let's buy this. We're gonna watch it with some friends this weekend." Um, cool. But yeah, this place was nuts, uh, you know, game collectible stuff. There was, it was also part like a around the walls. They've had things. I don't know if they've been donated or the owners have just bought it, but there's like kind of display cases. So there was a whole display case for McDonald's land related collectibles. Um, oh, wow. Okay. There was a whole yeah. wall of NASCAR race suits that are McDonald's themed. Just like weird memorabilia stuff all throughout this entire place. It was crazy. If anyone is ever in the L.A. area and you've got, I don't know, a solid half a day. We spent probably two hours walking through this warehouse. Uh, The store, again, is called Frank and Sons. Um, Highly recommend it. It's a good time. And, you know, they have like concession stands and stuff. So they they have food as well, which is good. But fully like Costco sized. It's pretty ridiculous. Cool.
0: yeah, that Um, sounds awesome. It It sounds like
1: a dangerous place to be if you uh, are a collector. For sure. And I will say, like, in terms of the prices, (laughs) it's more expensive than you'd find, like, on eBay. Oh, yeah, Um, sure. But I feel like that, you know, you're kind of partially paying for the like, you're able to, like, touch it and stuff. And I feel like that's pretty typical. Like, if you're going to buy something at a convention as well, you're not going to get great deals at a convention especially if you include like the cost of getting into the convention it's like well i paid 60 dollars to even come here and look at your thing so i can buy it yada yada so yeah um yeah that that was pretty cool um anything else you watched this week you wanted to mention uh
0: yeah i watched a whole lot of stuff but uh i won't talk at length of them here because i've done a whole bunch of different podcasts on it uh i watched hellbound i did two podcasts on that um I watched Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City and I talked basically to myself for an hour about That's that. That's
1: the movie, right?
0: That's the movie that came out. Yeah.
1: I've heard nothing but absolute dumpster fire things about it's this thing. It's
0: absolutely fucking terrible. If you want to hear exactly <laughs> why I talked for about an hour and some about it. Okay. Um uh I watched through uh, Arcane, the League of Legends show. Phenomenal really good
1: that's what i've been hearing i've watched the first episode and it hasn't done much for me yet but i keep hearing just incredible things so
0: i i feel like it was slower to start than i thought because i've heard nothing but like amazing things about that show and i did i felt like it didn't start picking up until maybe the end of episode two the beginning of episode three and things start rolling
1: a little bit more okay well i have some um plain and uh and car trips coming up at the end of next week. So that's why I plan to download and watch. Uh, yeah. Along with the new season of The Expanse.
0: Yeah, nice. Also, there's a show on Netflix called uh, School of Chocolate, which I binged in a day. It's great. My, it's really my girlfriend's
1: good. been watching that every single day.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's like legitimately really, really good. I'm not huge on the lake. Well, I, I guess I can't say that. So this is, I think, the first uh reality show type thing i've watched that was made for a streaming service uh the thing i don't like about those generally is the weird uh breaks where they have to put in a commercial and then like a five minute recap after every single break of what happened and the like oh my god what happened cut to commercial like to get you hooked in and none of that's in this because like they knew that it's a series um or it's it's gonna be on streaming they knew
1: It's, it's not gonna be on uh cable or whatever
0: yeah, so it's not like cut every 10 minutes with like somebody yelling at somebody else or something. It's like extremely chill. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just really, really cool. It's a good watch, um, especially maybe if you like really like reality shows. Maybe it's like slower, like kind of pointless feeling to you because the stakes aren't that high. But for me, like it was just kind of cool seeing a bunch of people do weird shit with uh candies and chocolate and sugar and stuff like that sure Sure.
1: i think this is another great time to to plug tvp um just specifically because three episodes from now paul and i will be doing our movies and tv shows of the year where we'll like deep dive into some of our best stuff so also if that sounds interesting to you stay tuned for the end of the year show where that'll be fun lists and categories and stuff and, and we're already planning that kind of stuff i'll
0: even throw this out there if you have some ideas of like stuff you want us to talk about in recapping the year
1: and that stuff
0: like we're kind of throwing this together so throw it ideas in send sure. those in yeah so we can uh for sure them over
1: and what we already mentioned the other two the episode that's going to be in between <laughs> these december episodes is spider-man
0: so which is like those the thing i've been waiting for for like years now
1: (laughs) hype levels are are super high so uh there anyways those are the next three tbp episodes for for those interested so yeah um we're not here to talk about tv we've spent 15 minutes doing that we're here to talk about video games because this is the top down perspective right um and it's december 2nd it's the last Mm -hmm. month of the year yeah there's a brand new covid variant for those yeah. listening 10 years in the future, back at this episode, that's where we're at. <laughs> and for those out there right now trying to catch them all, there's a new one for you. Oh, God, no, that's terrible. <laughs> I've been, yeah. I'm I'm flying home next week, and they're already changing flight stuff again on me. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm spinning plates here, just trying to be like, can you just hold off for like an extra week? Come on, <laughs> this is hard enough.
0: It's a... Uh, it's doing a lot of weird like they're saying we're maybe looking at another closure up here it's doing some crazy shit for sure but uh
1: yeah yeah uh and i'm sean booker i'm paul fleck uh and once
0: again john is out sick for anybody john, just yeah, for john me.
1: is sick this week so uh john or not john paul did you play anything uh, I mean, I OK, I started Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: I'm not far enough oh, in yeah. to really say anything definitive about it, except okay. like I did the opening mission, which is kind of the we're going to introduce you to your team and kind of like the basic mechanics. Did you finish chapter one? Yeah, I got to the I, end. I like that whole
1: chapter. It's, I think great. it's a great. Yeah. Intro. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, I'll have more to say about it at some point, but the banter between everybody is great. It's exactly what. Like I assumed it would probably be like uh, yep, the yep. combat is OK. I think it'll get better once I start unlocking more stuff for the different people, because it's like very bare bones, obviously, right at the beginning. But it seems like it has some cool ideas going forward. I like.
1: Yeah, it. I like the whole like momentum based reward yep. system. So yeah, also, I
0: spent a long time listening to Star Lords album in the
1: beginning. Oh, really? I actually. So did you turn off this like streamer or I guess turned on the streamer mode? No. Oh, OK. Be, like, oh,
0: are you listening to other music? If you at the very beginning, like it's like a flashback and you're like chilling out as a kid listening to Star Lord.
1: That that one is Star Lord. No, you're right. OK, that's Throughout where the game, though, I'm there. hearing like real life 80s stuff. And I totally. guess it's every time you do a flashback because you'll, you'll keep flashing back to his past. It's always Star Lord, which would make sense because, you know, those songs wouldn't have been like written or they're like just written or whatever. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: There is a lot of 80s songs in there. Like,
1: yep. Yeah. Yep. It's cool, though. I don't have much game award nominated soundtrack.
0: It I got to play more of it. I think it might have somewhere in my top 10, depending what else is in there. I haven't really put it together yet, but it's it's pretty good. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I've also been playing some more of that. I'm all, I'm on chapter like 6 or 7. I can't remember if I just finished 6 or not. So, I'm not too much further. Uh cool. this week I got deep into Death's Door. Okay, uh, nice. I think this game is fantastic.
0: It's uh, one of my favorite games for sure. It
1: is it's very good for those who don't know Death's Door is a Zelda-like. Um you're moving around these different biomes. You get a new like ability, whether it's a bomb or a hook shot. And then, you know, you go back and you run through all the biomes again because now you can open up all these extra doors and get what is the equivalent of heart containers. Yeah. Um, I think the look of it's pretty good. You're a crow with a glowing <laughs> yeah. sword, uh, which is nice. And and the whole kind of overworld when you're in the hall of doors is all like black and white. And then as you go into the different biomes, they actually have color and whatnot. All the characters you run across are pretty enjoyable. There's this grave digger dude who's enjoyable. There's a guy with a pot for a head and that's pretty funny. I like pretty much every one of the characters. It's surprisingly like it's not a, a very humorous game, but there's like bits and pieces of jokes in there. that are like yeah. hitting just the, the kind of right amount that you'd expect. similar to like a Zelda when I when they're, you know, there'll be offhand little jokes from weird characters and stuff like that. Totally. Yep. I think one of the like shining lights though of this game is the soundtrack and it's music uh the music is it's great D- battle themes and stuff and i absolutely love when you are unlocking the new abilities and you have to do a fight and what yeah like you, you like fall into the room or whatever and it says like Avaris, big letters up on the screen and then you have this battle and the music's kicking and it's so good and i love every time you get hit the music just like warps to a halt and then like it almost sounds like a record scratch and then you can you hear the record like slowly spin up again back to the correct speed and stuff just a just a really good game um and you know i'm in a i'm in a position right now where i'm playing a ton of stuff and trying to wrap as much as i can up and play as much before i start doing all these game of the year lists for work and for the podcast and yada yada and typically i wouldn't be like going back and like finding everything but literally every time i get a new ability i'm like all right i'm running through the whole game again um but like to its credit like it's not a super huge area so that's totally manageable and there's so many little warp points to get around and the game's level design is so smart you're constantly like opening a new ladder so that you can just like bypass the whole section you did so like maneuvering through this world is like it's totally comfortable to do that. that and that's great so totally yep um so that's Death door i i've finished two of the bosses so i'm, I'm climbing the mountain now
0: did um, you talk to the chef guy the cephalopod chef dude
1: with his soup yeah that's yes so i i think that's a great character and yeah. he's like pretending to be a human I'll make you like, some let soup me just with make my you human, human figures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so good. That part's um, great. Yeah. Uh, that, that was pretty enjoyable. Je- Jefferson, that's this that's the Jefferson. Name. That's right. Yeah. Um and then apart from that, uh, I picked up a few games um on the Switch's uh Black Friday sale. Getting the okay. OLED has kind of reignited an interest in, in using my Switch. Uh, so I picked yeah, up a game and waiting sense. to play for a while uh, called Disc Room. This came out in 2020. Yeah. And it's basically like, I don't know, the floor is lava. It's like pacifism mode. It's, it's pretty much pacifism mode from Geometry Wars 2. You're a little spaceman dude in a series of rooms where buzz saws are just flying around. And your goal is survive as long as you can. It's, right. it's a top-down perspective. Take a oh, drink. Take a drink. Hmm. And it's it. They, they just time you, and each room will have a you know a certain number of exits, and there'll be an, a a goal for to unlock each exit. So one can be like survive in the room for ten seconds, you'll get through this door. If you can survive in the room for a minute, we'll open up this other door. So there's definitely reasons to like go back and try again. Some of the objectives are like in this one biome. Uh, survive a total of three minutes. So then you got to go to like, okay, and I need everything to equal up. So it's kind of like an all, you know, the tide rises all ships. What's my worst one? Okay, I'll work on that one. Or it's like, you need to have six stages in this biome where you've hit 20 seconds at least. So then you got to kind of work together and go back and replay them and stuff. And it gets really interesting because it's not just buzz saws that are moving around. Some of them can like slow down and then dart forward. Other runs will shoot other buzz saws out from them. There's uh, rooms where only if you're standing in like the middle, like, I don't know, 30% of the stage will the timer go up. So you could dodge around a bunch if you want, but you got to keep returning to that middle section. It's really smart, really snappy. It's such a pick up and play game. Cause it's like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to play this for literally 15 seconds. Cause anything past that, it's going to be pretty hard. And then they mm-hmm. give you abilities. Like I have a, you have a dash or you have one where you slow down time. And that you know, both of those are super useful. So, extremely good game. That's Disc Room. It's on the eShop. I think it's also on Steam. Um, big thumbs up for that game. So I'm looking forward to playing a bunch more of that.
0: Yeah, it is on Steam. I've been meaning to check that one out.
1: It's it's really good. I I would recommend it for sure. Devolver. Good and stuff. And it is a Devolver one. So like, there you go. What else do you need to hear? Right. Um, and then I'm just still playing a whole bunch of Halo. OK, yeah. Are you uh, ready for campaign, though, by this point? I'm looking forward to it. It seems crazy to me that that campaign comes out on Wednesday. Like, yeah, it almost feels like that came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, yeah. And honestly, like, I'm already like this multiplayer alone is like a complete product. I like I, I was happy with yeah. what I got. I was already planning to keep playing more. I like about the battle pass, yada, yada. And now I get the campaign, which past sean that's the only thing i would have cared about at all but i'm having enough fun with just the multiplayer like this is great it does come out like two days before i head up north and then go to the mountains for five days so i'm not going to get to play much for a couple of weeks unfortunately but i am looking forward to getting into that i've been hearing nothing but really great things from the previews that people are talking about cool um oh and then one last thing i forgot to write this down Outriders had a new expansion and update called new horizons. Um, right. Yeah. So you went back in, I went back and then they added four new expeditions. Um, Oh, okay. So I've just been playing through those. Uh, I, I haven't played the last one yet. Um, but just remind it, like, I just really enjoy playing Outriders, like playing as the yeah. trickster and like slowing down time and, and like warping behind people and, that is just a good feeling and good sounding game. Um easily one of like my favorite co-op times of the year. Like I, you know, it's it's very similar to Borderlands, and I love playing Borderlands and co-op, so it, it's just, you know, it's a Borderlands with no claptrap anywhere. <laughs> right, he doesn't show yeah. up at all. And it's like, that's that's the best. Yeah. Holy smokes, that's exactly what I've been wanting. So yeah. So, so I dove back into that. And, and you know, they also mentioned when this expansion came out, they're working on the next big like campaign expansion. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to be like next year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but with that said, let's do a little bit of news. There's not a ton this week. Everyone's waiting for the game awards for their big announcements. But this happened like uh, two hours ago. Uh, Nintendo announced the paper Mario is coming to the N64 switch online expansion on December 10th.
0: Okay. They're sweetening that, uh, pot a little bit. I, it's not enough for me, but maybe for others.
1: Yeah. Uh, Hey, I mean, they should sure. Yep. Um, but you know, I don't got time to play through paper Mario the first one. Um, but sure. Yeah. Keep adding more games. There you go. In weirder news. Kingdoms of Amalore Re-Reckoning is getting brand new DLC on December 14th.
0: That is OK. How often has a game come yeah. out, failed, come back out as a remaster and then got new content for that right? remaster? Right. Like
1: I'm trying to think <laughs> like there's got to be so many games have been remastered at this point that yeah. there has to be a thing where it's like, now we'll make, we'll, we'll support the game again. Yada, yada. But I'm trying to think like they didn't do it for mass effect. They obviously didn't do it for Alan Wake. That wouldn't have made like any sense. Maybe like yeah. a real time strategy game. They did it for or maybe that remastered edition. I don't know, but it's just so weird. Like this game, like it, it like tanked the studio or yeah. the studio basically went, disappeared afterwards with, with the MMO along with it. And and this re-release uh, must have like sold well enough that they're like, all right, let's keep going with it. Like, this is just a weird story to think about. But yeah, Um, this year on December 14th, the journey of the Fateless One continues in Kingdoms of Amalur re-reckoning Fate Swarm. Fate Sworn, which is almost 10 years after the original came out. Okay, yeah. Hey, good for them. Let me. Uh,
0: they so they said what's what you can expect. It's a new storyline, new environment, new enemies, new quests and missions, chaos realm dungeons all over Amalore, new skill tree, new weapons and armor, new level cap up to 50, and a new soundtrack by Grant, uh, Grant Kirkhope for 20 dollars and 20 uh, euros is what it looks like it's going to be selling for. Yep,
1: uh, on all Weird. platforms. Yeah. What a weird story! <laughs> Such a weird little. I mean, good for them. Like, hey, if you're a Kingdoms of Amalur fan, this must be like pie in the sky, dream yeah. come true. Like this, this, this would never have happened. It's it never has happened as far as I can recall. And here you go, like, I, yeah. there, there's a fan out there. There's a there's a Discord out there that just up. all caps all week has been all caps. They're just losing their minds, and I'm ha- I'm glad for them. I'm so glad for them.
0: I love this idea that like you like it. Kingdoms of Onlors. So like a couple of years ago, you joined like this fan discord and like, yeah. you don't even have to turn off notifications because nobody talks in it anyways. <laughs> and then one day you just turn it on and it's just like a hundred
1: new messages. What <laughs> <laughs> did someone die? Like th- what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, that is great. I like that. It's a feel good story. Here's, here's a less feel good story. Um, respawn tweeted out, uh, that they are going to be closing sales of Titanfall one come March 1st, 2022, which is a ways off. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how many people are buying Titanfall one anymore. Uh, they said that they are going to be keeping up the servers after that. I can't imagine it's going to be for too much longer is my guess. Um, so that's a bummer. However, they do start this little note off with Titanfall is a part of our DNA at Respawn. So here's me crossing my fingers. <laughs> I feel like every time they have, yeah. a, they comment about Titanfall, it's always, we have nothing planned, but Titanfall yeah. is very dear in our hearts. So, so I have to, if- I have to assume mm-hmm. that we will see some kind of Titanfall three before I die of natural causes. Right, right, yeah.
0: That you have to uh, for the monkey's paw people. You got to put that caveat in. Yeah. <laughs> what um, if this is because it's like, yeah, the reason for this is because that's when the remaster Titanfall one comes out with new DLC. I,
1: I don't know because they've been um they've been updating like Titanfall one and two, like at least on the on Xbox, those things run with like the frames per second boost and all that. So those things are already looking and playing real nicely. Um, Sure. But I mean, maybe I honestly like Titanfall is fantastic. I feel like they're, they're kind of doing an approach where it's like apex is the moneymaker. Let's just keep putting more and more Titanfall stuff into that. And maybe they won't release a Titanfall three, but they'll release like, apex chronicles which is basically the next titanfall but it under a different name
0: i just want everything that they can do with shooters with a cool uh story a single player story that i don't care what name it has on it i just want them to do because titanfall 2 was like I don't necessarily care that it's about a giant mech thing or whatever. That's part of it. But like it just played so Excuse well. Excuse me, sir. That night.
1: mech had a name. BT. Excuse yeah, you. I he has remember. a name and he was fantastic. This what I'm hearing is you need to replay Titanfall 2's campaign uh, yeah. because that story and those characters are great and they deserve you deserve to to play that again. You should do yourself a favor. and Replay Titanfall 2.
0: It's not the reason to play that game. That game is just mechanically amazing. And I just oh, want God. another story in that. Dude, universe. Dude, that
1: robot and and he's got the gun in his head and there's oh, Isn't so Apex part of that universe? They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah That's so. what I'm saying. Like, I bet the I bet what we'll get is a, like an Apex legend, like an Apex Legends branded. Yeah. Single player right. thing that is Titanfall, but just sure. under a different name. That's what I think is what is, is what might happen. So. I'm down. Why not? Yeah. Um, and hey, you know, just side thing. Star that Star Wars game is good. So, which one uh, did they do again? They did. Um, I
0: why, can't remember the title The
1: the redheaded guy yeah. um, with the little fall robot. in order. I'm, fall in order. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, that was a good one.
1: That's a that's a great Star Wars game. They already said they're working on the sequel to that. So. Yeah, no, they're killing it for sure. Report out of business insider uh, saying that the Xbox Series uh, S the Xbox Series S was the best-selling console over the Black Friday sales and whatnot. Okay, that's the cheaper one, right? That's the cheaper one. That's the white one, the small little one. Um, Even outselling the Switch and Switch OLED. Probably a lot of factors in here. It's the cheaper one. It's a a really great price point to get into next current gen gaming. Um, It's also probably the easiest console to find on a shelf. That yeah, I mean, that definitely helps. I've been considering getting one of
0: these just to have like a game pass, an easy game pass uh, thing for the living room, because like doing computer stuff is annoying. You
1: you should those. Have you ever seen one in person? One of these? No, I haven't there. It's like. It's almost the size of like a Wii. They are tiny. It's like three DVDs stacked on top of each other. It's a small little box. It's cute. It's downright that's, cute. Um, that's pretty great. It's a deal. Like, yeah, as a as a great Game Pass machine and, and like it does pretty, it doesn't do at Series X graphics, but it does better right. than like Xbox One graphics. Like that is a, it is a great deal. Like good, good on Microsoft for sure. Mm hmm. Uh, Jason Rubin tweeted, and th- for those who don't know Jason Rubin, uh, he works over at Facebook on their VR team. That uh, Resident Evil 4 was the fastest selling app in the history of Quest.
0: Not surprising. Yep.
1: Not surprising either.
0: <laughs> yep. It deserves um, it too. That thing so. is phenomenal.
1: Good for them. Yeah. Have you, have you tried out any other, um, VR stuff lately
0: oh yeah I have I've uh I so I started up Alex and I was just like this is fucking amazing in a way that I don't have time for right now so I'm excited to get back to it but like I get it even that intro I was just like looking around and stuff and just like oh this is actually special (laughs) like I got to save time for
1: this (laughs) right on
0: yeah that thing is very cool
1: And last one, this is just rumors, but I was seeing so many of these over the weekend. The next upcoming big PlayStation remake is reportedly Square Enix's Chrono Cross.
0: Man, I wish John was here to put to give uh, his opinion on this because he played that like just a couple months ago, right? He played through Chrono Cross like recently, and I've only ever like seen it once back when it came out, essentially.
1: Yeah, I know very little about Chrono Cross. I've obviously played Chrono Trigger, but this I would probably play this because I really like Final Fantasy seven remake. Um, and, yeah. it, you know, I have, I have no knowledge of this one. And this is always kind of the weird dark horse. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, obviously kind of lives in in Trigger's shadow.
0: Yeah, but this I I do know that the people that like play through it or like it like love it a lot though it has a huge cult
1: following so cool for them if this is a thing yeah nothing uh officially announced but i just saw this continually popping up so it seems pretty likely yeah that's gonna do it for news let's do some of these questions people have questions they can send them to top down top down perspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. As a reminder, anything you send to John's P.O. Box, we will read for sure. (laughs) Unless it's offensive, then stop wasting your time. Right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I can read this first one from Matthew, who says, Congratulations, you have been elected to the title of King of the World. You have free access to everything the world has to offer, get to create and enforce any rules or laws you want, and everyone has to do what you say. However, there's a catch. If your global approval falls below 30%, Jimmy and Tommy will come pick you up in the party van, outfit you for some new shoes, and take you swimming in a deep lake. Oh, fuck. No, this is a bad thing. That got real. Yeah, we got that what do you do to keep the party van from coming to visit be aware that king of the <laughs> world is a role for life only death or party van will let you give up that your title which I feel like are one in the same if I'm understanding exactly what happens if you get picked up by the party van also actively manipulating the approval polls, Or interfering with Jimmy and Tommy's job will get you instantly put in the van regardless of your approval. So you can't just like try and sidestep it. You need to be you need those those ratings. Fuck. Uh,
0: I think I'm just dead. That's like actually impossible.
1: I mean, thirty percent is pretty low. You'd have to be like screwing up quite a bit for seventy percent of people to start disliking you,
0: right? No, you just have to have any opinion on anything. So the first thing is, I get rid of every social media, and I just don't exist online anymore.
1: Okay, so so you that so that's preventative to go down. It's not going to get you to go up, right?
0: That. That's just preventing the stuff. I just no longer exist. I'm no longer easily accessible. And my ideas or opinions are no longer out there
1: ever. Now to go up. This is hard because every time I think of things that like I would like to see in the world, it's like. But there's going to be a portion of people that get very upset. Like I think, for example, I start taxing the rich. But then I think how many like fingers do these rich fucks have their hands in where those approval ratings are going to start going down for me and i got away the odds of like there's a lot less rich people than there are common people i think i could take the hit on that one right what if we eat the rich okay we could we could eat the we can't eat jimmy and tommy because that would be rich (laughs) I don't know. I'm just I'm just putting that out there. We cannot eat those two. I'm guessing if they're
0: the kind of guys to come pick you up and give you some cement sneakers, they ain't doing too well monetarily.
1: I would assume if that's their job. I mean, theoretically, they could be some kind of just like other world being where this is. They exist just to do this.
0: They probably have tenure.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, probably. I think, I think, I think I could tax the rich and my approval ratings would still be above 30% because there's more. Even I was just taxing the 1%, that's 99% of people are still happy with me. And theoretically getting a cut in their taxes because the 1% is now paying for that.
0: Right. Until that 1% starts cutting jobs and saying that that's this the is because thing is they're of you saying, Hey, and we're cutting your job
1: because Sean over here is making yeah. it more expensive for me to do this. So that's what I'm saying is how many, how, how sticky is that web? How, how far, wide does it go? Or the approval rating would, would drop enough. Another one. What if I, um, put it like in, like a ban on like, like a, what if I like super enforced gun control? Oh,
0: that's a, bad one too you're gonna lose a lot of people
1: more than i'm going to gain i don't that, that's know. the thing is like a lot of the things am i just I dealing with a, with a vocal minority or is this vocal yeah. minority actually bigger than i realize so
0: i have an answer it's really dark you have to kill everybody that is just like against you in any way you have to get rid of them that's the only way I feel.
1: So so you're going to like rule with an iron fist in. I
0: think if you want that approval rating, I think you have to.
1: I don't think you would get the I don't think that w- that would work. So you would so anyone that's against you that would vote no on you, you're going to kill, meaning everyone w- would have to vote yes. Correct. So you're set. Yeah. you're setting up a surveillance state at this point.
0: Yeah, I think you are.
1: So then that so then the question becomes for these polls, how like truly anonymous and secure are they? Yeah. Because you have to hope that everyone who goes into the polls does vote because they're scared enough. Or do they think if we all hit no really fast and it takes one second, then he'll he'll just be removed immediately and they can't get me.
0: Yeah, I think even if you wipe out a lot of people, you're still risking it, though. Like, that's the thing is that i don't know how you keep the global when it's global it's harder because you have people that don't agree with like our way of life and those people are in the like trillions
1: it's (laughs) almost like there shouldn't be a king of the world right it It should be ruled by a committee almost like a united nation like a yeah almost (laughs) like if the nation's
0: united or something Maybe puts together some treaties. Maybe even put like a bunch of soldiers together from different nations to help each other out. No, that'll never work.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That that would be slippery, too, because then you just run into like, where do I send the soldiers? Yeah. Um, I think I might defund the military a bit and put that money to better use. That seems like a yeah. good idea.
0: It, yeah, I mean... So here's the thing is that I think you if you were given enough time, I there's kind of not like a time limit on this either. If you were given enough time and you showed results for what you're doing, I think even people that like were on the fence or weren't liking you would come around when they see that, like, things are better for them. But some of those changes like won't be fast. <laughs> so
1: like how long do you need this approval rating or whatever? What's interesting is you have free access to everything. So theoretically, like money's not an issue for getting something done. Yeah. I'm wondering though, is this like a Dr. Manhattan scenario where I can create anything I need or do I need to keep like the world's economy? And like if I'm going to be like, well, I need a bunch of money right now, do I need to find those funds or can I just be like, I have that money and it just appears out of nowhere? Dr. Manhattan. I style. see.
0: Cause, yeah, because if that was the case, then you could actually get rid of all nations because you're we're all in the world nation now and you could like develop whatever government you want and give handouts to whoever needs it or wants. Exactly.
1: It. So instead of it being something like, oh, I need to tax the rich and then I'm going to get all these approval ratings from like the poor. It's like, no, whatever. You can keep your money. I'll just f- make money right out of out of the I don't know, space dust however dr manhattan does it and then just give it but, but then yeah. you get a bunch of lower approval from the rich people because they're like well how come i didn't get that money i don't like if you're gonna give it to them you should give it to me and it's like well i give it to you too and if i give money to everybody it's like i gave money to nobody because then prices just go up and it's like this almost like there shouldn't be a ruler of the world right i it's so, almost like i'm tired of these people and their problems and i should go live on mars <laughs>
0: I mean, I have nothing more to add to that. Next question from I. Hi. hi ave? I. Hi. Ve? I'm sorry. Salutations. Uh, so this person also wrote in a part of a question that says, don't read until 2028. And I, I'm pretty sure that was a joke, but I'm not doing it because you told me not to. So, there well, we go. it's because
1: last week we, we were talking about aging questions.
0: Yeah, but I don't know if like he actually had a que- like I literally didn't even read it. I
1: deleted. I didn't it. read it either. And I can't promise we're going to remember <laughs> in yep. seven years.
0: So like if there was something important you wanted to know in there, just write in again, because I'm. What I, if yeah.
1: someone's listening to this podcast in 2028, send in a reminder for us to go through the emails and check. <laughs> Give us the date that, so we can have a bit of a ballpark.
0: Yeah. December 2nd. Uh, yeah. write in. Anyways there was a second part to that question that was for now. And they say salutations, fast food restaurants tend to have region specific menu items. For example, McDonald's has fried chicken, original and spicy in some regions, which I prefer over KFC, Texas chicken, etc. What region specific fast food items do you like or wished you had? I have uh, an I- easy answer to this, first of all, and it's, McDonald's like everywhere else basically has at least one item that I think just tastes better because they use like real spices and stuff, which they don't here. We use a lot of grease and stuff, but uh, I really like the Ebby or the shrimp patty from Japan because I like seafood and shrimp and it tastes like a little more rich than the filet of fish.
1: I know uh, I pretty much I don't think I've ever had fast food fish, which just sounds like a bad idea um mm-hmm. i know east coast canada has the mick lobster i've wanted uh, to try that yeah i didn't try that i'm not a big lobster or crab fan but i remember seeing signs for that and thinking that's funny yeah um i know a lot of the mcflurry flavors change in different regions like in europe they have that terrible salted black licorice mcflurry which i tried that one and it's just as bad as salted black licorice oh there was
0: i think it was even this week coincidentally enough there was a chain i saw that came across my feed on twitter somehow where somebody was like petitioned to get mcdonald's to start serving soup and another person was like y'all's mcdonald doesn't have soup and they have like their menu in like portuguese or something and there's a whole bunch of like mcdonald's
1: soups and i found that interesting sure (laughs) yeah there's mcdonald's that have pizzas and stuff Here's the thing, yeah. though. I don't think there's anything you could put on the McDonald's menu where I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to McDonald's now for that. It's, or that. If you put the McDonald's name sure. on it, I, I'm probably not going to eat it. I'll go somewhere else. I don't care. Um, sure. Yeah, I feel like I typically I'm trying to think if there's even like a a, a fast food chain that I go to enough where i would even spot the regional difference because I, I pretty much only really go to like subway is like my only kind of fast food one i guess what's more interesting is there's like specific fast food chains in different regions yeah yeah that's um definitely so definitely in the like, states specifically definitely in the states for sure yeah. um so when i'm in different areas like oh i want to try this one because you know we don't have yep uh, like white castle or whatever on the on the west coast i actually haven't had a white castle but uh You know, if you come to California, you got to go to In-N-Out Burger. That's like the thing to do, for example. So.
0: Yeah. I guess our region specific thing in Canada is you can get poutine anywhere that sells fries, basically.
1: Can you get poutine at McDonald's?
0: Oh, yeah. You can get poutine at McDonald's. Actually, I think the only one you can't is Wendy's. No, you oh, can I get poutine assumed. at Wendy's. Never mind. I was going to say, I would have
1: assumed you could yeah. do it at Wendy's because Wendy's has like chili and shit like that.
0: You can get like the chili cheese fries as well. You can yeah, get whatever. I don't think I've ever whatever. had poutine. I think about it.
1: You guys have Tim Hortons. We don't have the Tim Hortons down here.
0: You can't get poutine at Tim
1: Hortons. Oh, I'm. you can't? I thought you could. That, I guess you that would can be get, weird. Though, fries at Tim Hortons.
0: Yeah, they don't have fries. They have potato wedges. I've never asked them if they could put gravy and cheese on it, to be fair. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, now I'm thinking about it like, well, because Tim Hortons is typically breakfast. But no, they have lunch stuff, too. So they, have they must have. Stuff, yeah. I would assume they have gravy. I bet you could get poutine out of Tim Hortons. I bet there's if you know the right people there. Yeah. Yeah. It may, you, may, you might have to bring your own gravy, but they'll heat it up for you. Yeah. Pocket gravy. Kevin writes in, What's the most groundbreaking game of all time? Oh, Tetris. Yeah, Tetris. Can you think of a game that's not like so early on that every game that came out was groundbreaking? I mean, Minecraft
0: was extremely groundbreaking for Uh, a bunch of reasons. I I
1: think you got him one. It's probably Minecraft.
0: I think that's a big one.
1: Minecraft's a huge one. Yeah, because I feel like it's almost cheating if you if you pick Tetris or you pick, like, Mario because they're, like, such universal firsts that, of course, they'd be groundbreaking. Minecraft, that's a really good answer. Would you say Fortnite's groundbreaking?
0: No, because PUBG was actually the one that broke ground for Fortnite, but Fortnite popularized
1: it. I think, I mean, you're right for, like, Battle Royale, mm-hmm. but I feel like in terms of, like, transmedia, I feel oh, like I Fortnite see. Fortnite is just by default groundbreaking every second month. <laughs> it has their um, Ariana Grande in it. Yeah, like just the kind of the new weird shit they're doing. Like, in fact, I think, isn't it in like Tomorrow. two days? They're turning it oh, off. Two days. Yeah. The fourth. Well, they're like, and, or no, uh, season end. two is ending, whatever that means. Yeah. So. I don't know. There you Yeah. Go. I think Minecraft's like the answer. That's a great one. Yeah,
0: Minecraft is very groundbreaking for a lot of reasons. Dead writes in. The movie industry has a tendency of hyperbolizing video game concepts, turning them into movies. What's the most mundane game concept you want turned into a high octane movie? For example, a wandering traveler has unearthed the lost pyramids of NeoGAF, but needs to escape before they crumble due to a sudden DDoS attack from a mysterious villain.
1: Yeah, the unearthed pyramids of Neogath. Just a bunch of racist carvings on the wall, I guess, at this point. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Whoever lived in this period was an asshole. (laughs) That's a weird one. So there in, in this in this example, the video game concept is video game message board i guess so yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a weird one um and that just makes me think of like because we've had like the social network i don't know discord the movie i guess the concept
0: is more just like something being taken down by like a ddos like a community driven thing being taken down by
1: like a hacker essentially oh okay so that's the video game time you think
0: I mean, I think the most mundane gaming concept that has been made into documentaries and like somewhat movies is coding, right? Games are made by people sitting there and just typing in a bunch of numbers and then clicking around to make sure it works.
1: <laughs> I, I would I would think it would be hard to make Tetris into an action movie. I don't know how you would do that. Didn't Pixels have a Tetris moment?
0: I can't remember.
1: I can't. I haven't seen Pixels proudly.
0: All right. So, so I don't P- know. Listen, watch out for our TVP episode where we discuss Pixels.
1: Apparently that's a, that's a Patreon funding goal. I don't want to watch <laughs> Pixels. If I, I don't have to. Uh, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> Here's a good one in the chat. A movie about a group of co-op players never all being able to play on the same day. That's a good one. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a better answer than that. Thank you, uh, comments writer. That's a good one. Boko writes, "What's your favorite tooltip or bit of inconsequential text in a video game?" I really like the tooltip for Combust, or, sorry, Combust, Combust Two in Final Fantasy 14, which reads, "The presence of a theoretical sun is causing damage over time," which <laughs> is is absolute word salad, and I love it theoretical son <laughs> if i remember correctly disc room has a bunch of funny ones let me load it up real quick
0: I'll yeah i can't others. think of anything off the top of my head right now like funny tool tips or i don't know favorite tool tips hmm
1: did um didn't you just play through um shadows of the damned again are there any like funny weapon descriptions in that if you can remember
0: i don't remember uh, unless like you just the whole like hot boner is the name <laughs> of his gun <laughs> i don't know that that's a tool tip necessarily the heretical Sun sounds like a blaze ball <laughs> concept
1: Yeah, I don't so really here's one anything. this so they have um, descriptions for each of the different type of like buzz saws that you'll mm-hmm. be in for this buzzsaw called the dasher which I believe is the ones that go slow and then they can like dart forward at okay. sporadic moments here's the description of it it's as though this disc just altered me on a mon- molecular level I can now phase my existence in and out of its physical form why do these rooms prescribe my survival That, that is word salad.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't really
1: have anything. Here's one for the hunter. Okay. These discs are not inanimate. They are entities. My dying seems to speak their language. <laughs> All right. I like that one quite a bit. Phantom ages.
0: Hello, TDP crew. Many franchises celebrating milestones such as Zelda 35th, Metroid 35th, Halo 20th, etc. What franchise had the best celebration
1: for this year 2021? So Zelda's celebration was that Game & Watch of Zelda 1, right? And like arguably the Skyward Sword thing.
0: Re-release. At least they kind of bundled those announcements together.
1: I don't remember Metroid doing anything.
0: I mean, the fact that we got a good Metroid is neat, but yeah, it wasn't. But like I don't official. remember it being like,
1: and for Metroid's 35th anniversary, here's Dread. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, I think it's and this is almost cheating. I feel like it's Halos because Microsoft tied that to the Xbox one. Um, mm. So we got a bunch of Xbox stuff uh, tied to the. To the anniversary since they were like connected we got that fun little like museum interactive museum that they put together that came out with custom controllers and and colors and themes around the anniversary so i think that that's my vote sure but again it's kind if, of there's a- if there's anything else we like yeah i like metroid
0: dread so that's my answer i guess
1: all right Sukasuka <laughs> Suka writes with all the controversies around nfts i was wondering what would a game based around nfts look like in a similar vein to dlc quest and achievement unlocked there are already nft video games
0: I mean, there's video games that utilize NFTs. I think he's talking about like a, par- a game parodying what, like, because a- DLC Quest doesn't have like DLC in it. It's like you can't play the game until you buy the in game DLC to open up parts, like a satire.
1: Trying to see what the big one I've heard of. Did Alluvium? Oh, I can't remember. I was listening to a podcast that was discussing them, but there are already NFT games. Um and for the most part, they just look like typical games, whatever genre they're part of, but they all use the phrase play to earn model.
0: Yeah, I um, mean if we're going with that route that is like using the NFTs in a game, it's just any free to play gotcha game. Only when you open a chest, you own the that version of the thing that you unlocked in an NFT, and you can sell it to other people.
1: Yeah, that's that's kind of how the the way it is for the most part. Yeah. And it's you know they're not regulated well, and and it, I always just think about like the Diablo three marketplace when that first launched and how much of a shit show that was. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, VGC Kenny with Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, seeming to take place during the Tokugawa Shogunate period. What other time periods would you like to see or set a Pokemon game in? Let's go for the easy one. Prehistoric period. Just basically a Jurassic Park Pokemon. A bunch of dinos.
1: Yeah, I saw that one actually pop up in in the Discord chat when this question got asked. And oh really? They added, yeah. They, uh, yeah, they added onto that one because there's all the fossil Pokemon, so you would see what they looked like. Oh yeah, just hanging before out. they were fossilized, and then I guess reanimated. And I think that'd be really cool if they had like, you know, like fur and shit on them, and or as as opposed to kind of what the recreation is like, as if the recreation wasn't one to one of what they actually used to look like. I think that'd be a, a super cool one for sure. Wild
0: West is a dope answer from the chat. That's that would be neat.
1: Pokemon Wild West.
0: You would get like a lot of armadillos, I think, though, (laughs) a tumbleweed Pokemon.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. So would you be like riding a horse or some other kind of Pokemon from town to town? Yeah, you would have like Rotom or whatever that like mechanical Pokemon
0: is as like a player piano. Like a steampunk sure. player piano.
1: Yep. Yep. I think that's another one. Steampunk is just an easy one. Yeah. Um, for sure. They kind of already did samurai when they did the crossover for the tactics game. And they had all the Pokemon yep. in like, you know, fun samurai outfits and whatnot.
0: I would love to see one set in like a really early, like Aztec or Mexican thing. Just weird their weird like crazy lore and all that sort of thing could be neat.
1: I feel like they've kind of done that because there's a lot of like ruins in Pokemon games. And then I want to say specifically sun and moon because since it was all Hawaii based, I thought there mm-hmm. was a bunch of, of that kind of stuff maybe there, but I might be misremembering. It's been a while since I played sun and moon. Yeah. Uh TC Golden writes, what is your guys comfort game? If you have any like the go to game you play when you want to play games, but don't want to play anything new for me personally, it's Skyrim.
0: It's uh Picross and Resident Evil.
1: Mine is Apex. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Halo Infinite's also kind of becoming that just I can just turn my head off, my, my mind off and just run around shooting people.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Uh, final question from Gutang Clan: When you complete your Christmas, uh, when do you complete your Christmas shopping? A or one before December first. Two more than a week before Christmas. Three holy shit! Christmas is tomorrow. What stores are still open?
1: I was I was gonna say I usually get a bunch of it done on Black Friday weekend. Like I, mm-hmm. I kind of wait for that to see if there's any sales to, just to save some money. So I would have said before December 1st, but there is still one gift I haven't gotten yet for someone. So I guess I can't say that. Um, But like, I just need to kind of go on Amazon at this point. So it's usually before December 1st for me.
0: Yeah, I would say the same. Uh, There's actually only one person currently I buy gifts for. And uh, when I think of like the thing that I want to get her, I get it. And then I just hide it or keep it somewhere out of reach uh my family uh we kind of made a deal a few years back where our family doesn't do gift exchanging or anything like that we just kind of get together have a nice weekend or whatever we don't have to worry about money and buying each other anything or any of that sort of thing
1: stores yeah when it comes to my family it's since since they're across the border, it's always so much easier for me to just order something on Amazon.ca yeah. to be shipped up there as opposed to me having to put it in my bag and carry all these presents up. Uh, so I can kind of do it at any time. It's not a huge deal. Yeah, makes sense. That's gonna do it for questions. Again, if you want to send in questions, top down perspective at gmail.com, at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. And Paul, what is your game of the week? Uh, I mean, probably Guardians, I would say. And mine is Death's Door. Nice. Um, so some things to look out for. Our Good Life episode went up earlier this week. So if you're curious about the three of our thoughts on uh, the video game, The Good Life, you can go check that out. Uh, as mentioned, this Monday will be the Christmas special for TVP. Um, so watch those movies, or if you don't care about being spoiled or you already have watched them, look forward to that next week on Thursday is the game awards. So we will not be doing a regular show, uh, but things are being planned for something else. So stay tuned for that. Um, and if you are watching the game awards swing by our discord, we'll be in the, uh, live events section a few of us chatting about what we what we're watching and seeing and getting excited for so if that sounds fun come on in and join us in otherwise we'll see you guys next week see ya